0: And share those right now we do have a pot blessing afterwards I'm told there's a lot of food there so please stay even if you forgot to bring food there's plenty of food um, I don't have a lot this morning if you're interested in the patriotic education American and patriotic education um, Talk to Shirley Walker or connect with her. She can connect you with those classes. They are also in the announcements that we've sent out. Forgiving to TCC, Box 67, 10 Strike, mailing, and then also the website. You can do it through there. The Lord put some things on Adam's heart. He shared a bit with me last Sunday after the service. And it really flows right in with what we're talking about here. So I asked if he would share a little bit about that here now, and so we're going to let Adam do that. Thank you, Adam, and welcome. Oh,
1: that button. Okay, Okay, now we're on. Um, You know how it is when sometimes the Lord just highlights something to you that seems obvious, but all of a sudden it seems new to you and seems fresh? Well, I've been noticing that about the relationship between powerful things and warnings. And I've started to pay attention that powerful things come with warnings. Um, Let's just think of an example of a chainsaw. If you want your child to learn how to run a chainsaw, you don't just hand it to them and say, go figure this out, right? (laughs) No, you teach them. You show them how it works. You tell them what to do. And you warn them, this is what happens if you don't do it right. If you, if you mishandle this thing, this is what will happen. And other things like powerful medicines come with pages full of, of warnings and instruction. Um, powerful chemicals come with lots of warnings. You know, big power tools, things like that. Well, what else in your life is something that is so powerful that it comes with warnings, something that you use every day without even thinking about it. We all do. Let me read you the warning and see if you can tell what it is. Matthew 12:36. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it on the day of judgment. By your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned." Wow. Accountable for every word. (laughs) Why this strong warning? I believe it's because of the immense power that is contained in our words. Our words are containers that hold power. I ask myself, how can this be? How is that possible? Well, I believe it's because we're created in the image of God. And the bulk of God's power is expressed in his words. Uh, So we're created in the image of a God who always speaks truth. We're created in the image of a God who always does what he says he will do. And so if we're designed in the same way, we also should always speak truth. We also should always do everything we say. And if our actions, or if we we speak an untruth, or if our actions don't line up with our words, then what's happening is we're misrepresenting the image of God in us. We're defiling the image of God in us when that happens. So does that help shed a little light on that strong warning um, with our words? Words are so powerful that we're going to be held accountable for how we use them, and we must not misuse or waste them. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of, our mouth, out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. So well, what is unwholesome? Unwholesome is... Uh, unwholesome means rotten, literally or morally worthless, bad and corrupt. Well, those aren't the kind of things that come out of God's mouth, is it? Uh, and as we're created in His image, those are things that also should not come out of our mouth. But let's go back to Matthew 12:36 and look at this again. I tell you that every man will have to give account on the day of judgment. For every careless or idle word they have spoken. So let's look at what is careless and idle. What does that mean? Because this is pretty practical for us. (laughs) Um, Careless and idle means inactive, unemployed, lazy, useless, barren, idle, slow. Did you ever think about your words being those things? Inactive, unemployed, Lazy, useless, barren, idle, or slow. That's what we're not supposed to let our words be. So the reason for the warning is that our words should be the opposite of idle. They should be active. They should be employed. Instead of being inactive, they should be active. Instead of being unemployed, our words should be employed. Instead of being lazy, they should be productive. Instead of being barren, uh, useless, they should be useful, and instead of being barren, they should be fruitful. We want our words to do what God word, God's words do. <clears throat> Isaiah 55:11. here's a good example of what God's words do. He says, "So is my word that goes out of my wealth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire." And achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So God's word is fulfilled. It's not empty. God's word accomplishes. And God's word achieves. And notice how he says he sent it. He sent his word. When you speak a word, you're sending it somewhere to achieve something. The word is a servant for you that can achieve Isaiah 46:11 says God says what I have said that I will bring about there again we see that integrity between what God says and what he does so why this serious warning because our words have this immense capacity for power they are powerful for good or for evil to emphasize that point, Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Matthew 12.34, this is right before the, the warning, says the mouth speaks what is flowing from the heart. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So this shows us that what, the, what comes off of our tongue initially came out of our heart First. But that's another message for another time. Um, There is is a reward for not speaking idle words uh, that's specifically mentioned in Isaiah 58. It says, together with some other things, it says, If you keep from speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land. And to feast on the inheritance of your father, Jacob. So that's something the Lord's been challenging me with lately. And uh, wanted to share, share that, Lord. Lord, may we recognize the power of our words as we're made in your image. Lord, we often ask you to make us like you. This is one more way, Lord, that we can be like you. That we would speak as you speak. That uh, conscious of the power of our words conscious that you have given us that, uh, that creative um, trait of yours. And Father, we ask that you would teach us to use these words as you do. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: So originally I was going to share about our last um, month of our sabbatical, but when we got home from church last Sunday, I was opening some church mail and there was this um, information from Brotherhood Mutual. That's our church's insurance company. And first of all, in the, uh, the cover, it says, Hidden Dangers. When I opened it up, shows the fingerprint, trust, but verify. Remember how Steve, you had that word "verify" yeah, last that was, Sunday. It was
0: from John 8, and this they probably won't get it up there, but it's John 8:31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in Him, "If you abide in My Word, and you are My disciples indeed, if you abide in it, yeah. stay in it, remain, yeah. make it your home, yeah. and you shall know the truth." And that word truth in the Strongish Concordance and brings out in the Greek, it means verity. It's verifiable. And so we must verify it. And that word verify means to prove, to show, to find out that something is true. And we mentioned that all verified truth will eventually line up with the word of god Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that are supposedly true these days we see so much said and spoken and Mm -hmm. hear so much and even on the internet and so forth but it's all truth real truth real truth will be able to be verified and it's verified this is what verifies it
2: yes so I think it was almost before we changed our clothes to our comfy clothes, I'm I'm saying, look at this, Steve. Trust but verify, and the subtitle, defeating cyber criminals before they break in. I mean, it's exactly what Carrie Waller was sharing with us last Sunday. And some of you others have shared things too. And it just struck me. But what struck me even more was the next day, uh, we have a little exercise room. We do our exercising different. But mine is, when I get a chance, I like to go on our treadmill, and I turn on the TV, and this, sun, this particular time, I was gonna stream Joel Osteen, and it was his most current message, which was, I still believe. So I'm listening and I'm on the treadmill and he said I want to share with you something that happened to me this last week. I think he said he was riding his bike for exercise and his phone buzzed him in his back pocket, took it out and it was this warning, a text. All your phone data, data, I checked it, you can say it either way is going to be lost click now he said i knew that was a scam stuck it back in my pocket a little bit later buzzes again same information added information stronger warning I think he said it happened 3 times on that bike trip when it, each time it was like hmm pretty soon is this a scam, or are they trying to help me? When he got back home, once more, his phone alerted him. This time, the word warning was blinking, flashing, on and off, on his phone. It's like, this is really serious. He called his phone company, what do you think they said? Scam. Don't click. So he went on with his message, and it's exactly what Adam and Steve have shared, too. We have been bombarded with facts, in quotes, opinions, anything you can, I mean, it just flies at it. You know, like with me, I like to check, oh, did the twins win? So I go to Google. But what pops up before you even say twin score? You need, it's just slapping you in the face. Well, he said, don't click onto the doubt, the fear, the unbelief, the distress, the condemnation. Don't click onto it with your thinking. And for sure, don't let it get from your thinking eh, out your mouth. And so I just thought that was pretty interesting Mm -hmm. that there was those two confirmations from what was shared last week.
0: Yeah. It's the thing of discerning what is truth and what isn't truth. You know, the click on the button or not click on the button uh, to know the truth and i am so thankful that we do have the truth you know, we saw the scriptures one was john seventeen seventeen. god's word is truth jesus said thy word is truth when he was praying to the father your word is truth it's truth it's the truth the ultimate truth all truth is in jesus we saw that scripture um, last week, I believe it was John 14:6, Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." And then Ephesians 4:21, "If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, the truth, all truth is birthed through the word of God, through Jesus, Jesus is the word, become flesh." He's the word that's become flesh and dwelt among us. And that's one of the things in these days when there is so much deception going around and we think what is true and what isn't true. It's so much a time to be growing or developing in that intimacy, that walk mm-hmm. with Jesus, the knowledge of Him, the knowing Him. Um, It is extremely important that we do that. All the lies and the deception and delusions are birthed in Satan. They're planted by him. And that's where deception comes in. As we've stated, I'm going to reiterate it here as teaching. The act of, this is deception, the act of making someone believe something that is not true. That's what they were trying to do with Carrie. Uh, The act of deceiving someone. And then delusion, a belief that is not true, a false idea. And uh, we have a lot of those things in the culture today, in the current culture that we live in. Things that people think are right and they think, wow, that seems reasonable. But it's not. It's birth from the father of lies who is Satan. John eight forty four. Jesus said this right after he had talked about, you will know the truth and it will make you free as you abide in his word. He says, you are of your father. He was talking to the Pharisees because they were saying, oh, we, don't, we are already free. But you see, they were deceived. They thought they were free. But he says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth. He does not stand in the truth. Jesus is the truth. He's always standing in it. And when you're standing in Jesus and in his word, you are standing in the truth. But as far as Satan's concerned, he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar. And that's where fear, the bad kind of fear, the sickening kind of fear, comes from the devil. And it's a liar, as we sang this morning. But when the devil speaks, he speaks lies. He speaks from his own resources. Listen to this. For he is a liar. And he is the father of it he's the father of lies and his lies lead to death but God's way is a way of truth which leads to life Zoe life in your life in my life in your home in your business in your school wherever you are the truth standing in the truth walking in the truth but satan has schemes he has strategies we're in a spiritual warfare and there's stratagems there's schemes of the evil one ephesians 6 talks about that that we're not fighting ultimately it's not against flesh and blood but it's in the spirit realm that's one of the things that Marily Gazalka shared with Joyce and I a few weeks ago, that she could just sense the intensifying of spiritual warfare as they were getting closer to making the announcement to run for governor. And she identified it as spiritual warfare and that's exactly what it is. And they were sensing it very strongly. And their family but see that's where we come in as a, in a place of covering and as a part with them in prayer to pray for them um hallelujah but he's schemed from the beginning all the way from the garden you know that's that's what he's done and you know it's it's interesting with his schemes that talk, paul talks about there in ephesians about standing strong with the full armor of God upon us the first one I was just reading that again the first one noted is the belt of what truth, truth. the belt of truth first part of the armor mentioned the belt of truth have you, your loins girt about with truth You know, the enemy hasn't changed back. It started way back in the Garden of Eden. We go to Genesis 3, verse one, it says, "'Now the serpent was more cunning "'than any beast of the field.'" The serpent being the embodiment of Satan there in the garden. "'More cunning than any beast of the field "'which the Lord had made, the Lord God had made. "'And he said to the woman, You know, God had told them they could eat of all the trees except the one. And the enemy came to her and said, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So he was trying to plant seeds of doubt in her mind. Are you sure he said that you shouldn't eat of any of the trees?: I mean, I mean, you, you can't eat How do you say it? You know what I'm trying to say, right? Has, you don't. Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? there? that's. Oh, a, okay. Yeah. I mean, he, of course, wanted her to eat of the tree that she wasn't supposed to. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst, in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die you will not surely die. And then he went on, you know, trying to break her down and convince her. Is that really true? Is it really true what God has said in here in his word? And possibly next Sunday, I'm gonna bring you a list of specific things. We're gonna talk about that in this day, the enemy's doing the same thing. It's not about eating of a tree. But it's about a bunch of other stuff in our current lives, in our current culture, and so forth, and in our own specific lives. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Lie. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. It's a big, like we used to say, it's a big, fat lie. It's not the truth. It is not the truth. Genesis 3.13, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is it you have done? This is after she had eaten. And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. She had revelation that she had been deceived. In the Hebrew, that word deceived in the Hebrew means to be led astray, to be beguiled, to be tricked blindfolded some other meanings there to be hoodwinked another another one is to be diverted that's what the enemy tries to do he tries to divert you and me from the truth second it says in 2nd Corinthians eleven three. but I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So there it is confirmed that it was a deception of the enemy to Eve. See, we simply cannot believe everything we see and hear.
2: That's right.
0: We simply cannot believe everything. This week, uh, I, on August 31, in the book The Vision here, I just so zeroed in on things that I thought I just need to read this. And I'll do that as we bring this to a close this morning. And it's called Aligning with the Truth, August 31 it was. And this scripture is Isaiah 49, 2, and it says, He gives me words that pierce and penetrate. He hid me and protected me in the shadow of his hand. He prepared me like a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. And the author of the devotional says this, When our words... Those powerful words, like Adam was talking about, line up with the Lord's. They're verified, as Joyce was sharing about. They release life, healing, and breakthrough. Or like Adam was sharing the opposite end, if they don't line up with, with the Lord, and with his word they bring death disease and bondage it goes on they connect us to his to God's heart and they teach us his ways that's what when our words the words that we are speaking they line up with the word of God they connect us to God's heart and they teach us his ways, and they teach others his ways, those around us that hear them. Our words reflect our thoughts. We wanna know what someone's thinking, we listen to their words. Our words reflect our thoughts and reveal what's happening inside of us. It's important to pay attention to what we say so we know if we're aligned with the truth with the Word, what are we saying? Or, if we are becoming disheartened by facts, by contemporary facts. If we notice we are continually speaking doubt, or fear, or unbelief, We must replace those lies, those lies with God's truth. Things that are bringing doubt, fear, unbelief, they're lies from the enemy. Just like they were lies to Eve in the garden, trying to bring bring to her doubt, unbelief, fear, God's Word will pierce every lie down to the root. His truth penetrates into the shadowy crevices where deception has been lurking, where it has taken hold and it is lurking. God's truth Oh, the value of God's Word, God's truth. And when our hearts and minds are transformed and aligned with truth, our words release life and healing to others. Our freedom is about so much more than just ourselves. Because we, when we are in that place where we are living victoriously in the truth, then it's gonna spill over to others and it'll spread. It'll spread. And truth is greater than untruth. The truth will always stand. It'll be the last one standing. And then there's a prayer. And so let's just pray this. Father, transform me in the deepest areas of my soul, my emotions, my mind, my feelings. Reveal the lies I've aligned with and teach me your truth. Help me change my mental habits, my thinking habits, so I won't latch onto facts, contemporary facts or current, things that seem true but truly aren't. But help me instead to cling to your truth. As I rise in power, your word will be released from my lips and pierce the hearts of others, bringing wholeness and healing and a turn around from that disheartened state. Lead us and guide us and direct us in your truth, into your truth. And to get it so strong and solid in us and we be abiding in it, dwelling in it, remaining in it, when we catch our words or even our thoughts before they get that far in a negative vein or a fearful vein or a doubting vein, a vein of unbelief, Lord, may we turn to your word, go right to your word, for we know what to do. And we thank you that we know what to do, in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. And everyone in agreement said, amen, amen. Amen. And those that are watching as well, join with you in that prayer, in Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to close that off. If we can end the live stream, we'll say goodbye to those that are are watching online. Let me know, Doug, when we're ready to go. Okay.